Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. What's up? It is play-by-play here on this Friday. Casey Gisclair here. Enjoying my morning. I hope you guys are enjoying your mornings all the same. We've got a busy 90 minutes of sports talk coming your way. So much to talk about. If I'm a little bit hoarse and I keep clearing my throat, bear with me. Um, One of us called in an 11-inning high-stakes varsity baseball game last night. More about that in just a second. Uh, We've got high school scores. We've got a rundown of some power rating numbers. We've got Chandler Guitros at 11.45 who will be joining us. <clears throat> we'll talk some NBA playoffs. Because boy, there were some interesting results yesterday. Got to preview the Pelicans as well. At 12.15, we've got Damian St. Pierre. We'll talk with him about the Tyson Fury fight this weekend, the NBA playoffs, the Pelicans game, and the works. About 12.35, 12.40-ish, we'll make our weekend predictions. Then 12.50-ish, we'll be getting out of here uh, by making our betting picks trying to stay hot. We want to thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here. It's been an awesome week of play-by-play. And we want to thank Ashley Barry, our State Farm agent in Cutoff, Southland Dodge, and Homa. Industrial Power Systems, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets, get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week at Rouse's Markets, tastes like home. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche High School Athletics and community youth sports organizations. So let's talk. (laughs) Let's dive into our scoreboard from yesterday. A lot of results from around the area. Oh, goodness. Throw's getting scratchy. We'll we'll figure it out through the course of the show that we'll make it work. We'll have to maybe put in a cough drop or something here. But yesterday, we had some big results. We had a lot of teams that were competing, um, and it was, it was a battle. Throughout the state, it was a battle. There were a lot of very close competitive games. So we start out in 5A, where we told you yesterday, 5A was dry because all of our local teams had finished their district slate um, the day before. So we didn't have any local 5A results. But let's see if we could figure out some power rating stuff here. South Lafouche played Covington. All the teams that we're going to tell you from outside of the area are teams that, like, South Lafouche played, and, you know, they need these teams to win. Well, yesterday, Covington lost to Mandeville, so that that's not any good for the Tarps. Covington falls to Mandeville 7-4. to four. South Lafouche played St. Augustine. Need them to win. Well, they got it. They beat Brother Martin 4-2. to two. That's actually a big win for St. Aug. A couple of local teams played Santamont. They'll be happy. They'll get the power point there. Santamont beats East Ascension 10 to nothing. 
Uh, let's see, also in 5A, we had a couple of local teams play Jesuit. They fall to St. Charles Catholic 3-2. to two. So the local teams who played St. Charles Catholic are happy. The local teams who played Jesuit are kind of kicking rocks and kicking sand and wondering what might have been. The game of the day in 4A yesterday was an 11-inning thriller with Assumption getting a 5-2 to two win over South Lafouche, snapping South Lafouche's 11-game win streak. The Mustangs led 2 to nothing in the 6th, got an insurance run in the 6th, carried that lead into the 7th. The Tarpons got 2 in the 7th to tie it, send it to extras, had plenty of chances throughout extras and in the 7th inning to win the game, couldn't get the big hit, got thrown out at home plate one time, got the winning run in scoring position several times, couldn't get the big knock. Assumption finally breaks the ice in the 11th, and they win 5-2. to two. We were wondering... After Tuesday's game, which was an unbelievable showcase of talent, how the teams would be able to top it, how the teams would be able to match that, they did it. That was an unbelievable high school baseball game. The environment was wild. The home crowd was huge. Coach Ogeron was there throwing out the first pitch. Like The environment was crazy. It was loud. The teams went back and forth, and Assumption ends up landing the last blow and getting the 5-2 to two win. More about that game in just a second. Let's finish going through the scoreboard. South Terrebonne beats Ellender 5-4 yesterday. Ellender fights South Terrebonne like hell. Fought them tooth and nail. The Gators end up getting the win. Vanderbilt celebrates their senior day by getting a 14-1 victory over Morgan City. Congratulations to the Terriers for taking care of business and getting a big win. Now, let's look at some power rating stuff here. Uh, let's see. Bell Chase. South Lafouche played Bell Chase. They beat Carr 10-0, so that's a power point for the Tarpons. Landry Walker, I think a couple local teams played them. New Orleans Military and Maritime beat them 21-1, so that was kind of a rough day for them. In 4A, Plaquemine was a team that a couple of teams locally faced. They beat Broadmoor 16-1. Warren Easton, South Lafouche played them. Newman beats Warren Easton 3-1. We go to 3A, and we see that E.D. White gets a 21-2 victory over St. James yesterday. In 3A, E.D. White, I've been saying it for a while now. They're going to be a nightmare in the playoffs. When they get in and they start playing those two of three series, they're going to be a really, really tough out. De La Salle, that's a team that several locals have locked horns with. They get an 8 to nothing win over Fisher. Lutcher plays two with Patterson, and they win them both, 14 to nothing, 13 to nothing. So Lutcher takes care of business against Patterson. And then we go down to 2A. Homer Christian had a game yesterday. They fought to Thomas Jefferson 6-3. to three. And then we go down to single A and see Central Catholic of Morgan City Falls 6-5 to five to Iowa. Covenant Christian Academy beats Hanson Memorial 8-3. to three. So that's your local scoreboard. <clears throat> and now we could kind of talk about what a wild and crazy game and environment and everything of the sort that we saw yesterday. First and foremost, I want to say this. I don't know, like... Uh, how could I phrase this without, like, angering anybody? I'm not a big, like, student of 4A baseball. Like, I haven't seen North Vermilion play. I haven't seen Neville play. You know, some of the teams near the top. But I have seen a lot of really good high school baseball in my day, and I know when it's being played at a high level. Last night's game with Assumption in South Lafouche was a three was a third round playoff type atmosphere and was a third or fourth round playoff type 
um, execution level between the teams. Those teams were playing very well. were playing great defense. They were pitching, hitting their spots. That was a showcase of high-level talent. I don't know who the best team in 4A is, but I know that there's no one in 4A that's going to be head and shoulders better than either of those two. Neither of those two teams may win the state championship. That's not what I'm trying to say. But North Vermilion, Neville, North DeSoto, Northwood, Shreveport, none of those teams that are at the top are going to be decisively better than Assumption or South LaFouche. They're not going to be able to just line up and say, all right, well, we'll beat you 17-2 to the first game. We'll beat you 10 nothing in the second game. Let's get out of here. Those two teams are going to be exceptionally competitive against everybody that they face. <clears throat> and then you throw Vanderbilt in Division Two into that mix there in the same spot. And then, oh, yeah, you got South Terrible lurking at number 16. They're going to play number one in the second round if they advance in the first round. They hung with Vanderbilt. They hung with Assumption. <clears throat> This district, I'm telling you, these teams are going to get into the playoffs and they're going to make some noise. They're going to be tough. They're going to all be battle-tested. They're going to all be ready to go. <clears throat> these teams are going to get into the playoffs next week and they're going to make some noise. South LaFouche is currently sitting at number seven with a 29.4 score. Even if they beat Berwick today, they're not moving up. If they lose today to Berwick, they may move down to number eight. They're not going to fall any further than that. And even that's going to be a stretch. They, they, they're probably going to stay at number seven, y'all. Assumptions at number five. They've got another big game against Ascension Catholic. Looks like they're not going to fall farther than five. They got a shot certainly to move up to maybe even number three if things go their way. Coach Cadu, Coach Guitros. Right now, one of them's happy. One of them's a little disappointed about the way the game went, went, uh, went yesterday but they should both be very optimistic and very pleased about where their teams stand. Let's get some power rating figures for you all. We've got just two regular season dates left. In 5A, HL Bourgeois number 24, they're in. They can move up a peg or two based on some schedule results, but they're in. They're going to be in, and they're going to be on the road in the opening round. Hanville's out. They're 35th. They don't play another game. They're out. They're, they're not going to be able to get into the top 32, barring something far-fetched and completely unexpected happening. Destrahan is number 17 in 5A. I missed them early. They've got an outside shot and maybe getting into the top 16. And then all the restaurants, Terrebonne, Thibodeau, Central Lafouche, St. John, they're all not going to be in the postseason. In 4A, we've kind of given you the landscape. Assumptions number 5, South Lafouche number 7, South Terrebonne number 16, Ellender number 24, they're comfortably in. They're going to be on the road in the opening round. Morgan City 29, they're comfortably in. They're going to be on the road in the opening round. Then we go to Division 2. Vanderbilt Catholic, after getting the win against Morgan City, you don't get anything from beating Morgan City. They don't have enough wins, so they stay at number three with a 27-6 and six record. They're going to stay at number three, barring something happening. They can't jump up to number two, and I don't think Parkview's got enough in them win-wise over the weekend. to They'd have to beat like a 30-win team to make that big of a leap because they're six-tenths of a point away. So it looks like Vanderbilt will be number three. E.D. White sitting at number seven. Um, they do have a shot to maybe go up to number six, but they also do have a shot to maybe drop as far as to number nine. So the weekend is going to be big for E.D. White, maybe as big as, as anybody in our area is that they've got to um, <clears throat> root for some of their teams on their schedule, and, and they've got to take care of business against Denham Springs. they got a huge game against Denham Springs over the weekend that could help them solidify their spot or maybe even lose their spot. 
Division three, we've got Homa Christian. They're now number 13. Division three is really good. Homa Christian's 13 and seven, and they're one before last. Like, that just goes to show the depth of talent there in, in Division three. I saw North Lake Christian with my own eyes a couple weeks ago. They're 13 and 16. They're 11th in Division three. That's fourth from last. So, yeah, that's a classification with a lot of talent, a lot of teams that play very well. St. Charles Catholic is at the top of that one. Division four, CCA is number six with a 20 and 10 record. They have a small outside crack to get into the top five, but they also have an opportunity to maybe move down a peg or two if they don't play well this weekend. So the Lions have a lot to play for coming home. Ascension Catholic is the number one team in that classification with a 23 and seven record on the season. So there's a whole lot to play for. These weekend games, these Friday games, these Saturday games are going to be huge in deciding seating. Today, Let's tell you what the games are going to be played today. In 5A, we've got Terrebonne taking on Destran. Nope, that says that game is postponed, so my bad. They're not playing Destran today. Um, Ellender and St. James, a chance for Ellender to earn some seeding. Uh, let's see. You got Morgan City and Delcom. You got South Lafouche and Berwick. That's a big one for both teams. 3A, you got, let's see. Nothing of nope. Patterson's taking on Episcopal Vacadiana. St. James taking on Ellender. We told you that a minute ago. Go down to 1A. Central Catholic taking on Vermilion Catholic. That's a big one. Both teams. Then these Saturday games. Look, usually sometimes coaches are sweating it out the last day of the season. You're trying to get the game in. It's wet. It's raining. No, it's going to be beautiful weather tomorrow. Central Lafouche taking on Dunham. That's a game of no significance for the Trojans just trying to end the season with some pride. You're not going to the playoffs. Central Baton Rouge taking on South Terrebonne, a big tune-up shot for the Gators to try to get some momentum. East St. John taking on Lusher. HL Bourgeois taking on Riverside. These are PowerPoint earning opportunities. Thibodeau taking on St. Charles Catholic. Terrebonne taking on Central Private. 4A, Assumption taking on Ascension Catholic. That's a huge game for Assumption. A chance to move up to number three in the state. South Lafouche will be off. Vanderbilt taking on Jesuit. Terriers can't move up to number two, but it's a shot to you know go before the postseason starts, beat a quality opponent, sharpen your skills, and show, hey, man, we're in this thing. EDY taking on Denham Springs. We told you about how big that one was a minute ago. Patterson taking on Franklin. That's, again, a matchup tomorrow. And then uh, also tomorrow, CCA taking on Catholic of New Iberia. So, in the next 24 to 48 hours, there are going to be big, high-stakes games being played around the area, and teams are going to have the opportunity to really improve their position and get themselves right uh, with the postseason right around the corner. It is play-by-play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to go to Chandler Geetros here. Uh, we're going to talk about yesterday's game and today's game against Berwick and all that and more. It is play-by-play on 102.7. We'll be right back after this got it all and you want to talk color options you name it we've got it and we've got six going on seven convenient locations to serve you cut off Thibodeau, bell chase luling slidell Gulfport, and coming soon grand isle thank you all have a blessed day pesky mosquitoes gnats and all kinds of south louisiana bugs taking over your yard have no fear buzz off is here to save your summer buzz off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space they use 100 percent organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets check us out on facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com need our cedar beaters now call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back buzz off mosquito control safe effective guaranteed 
3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Rocking with some Vince McMahon music here on Play by Play on this Friday. Casey Gisclair here. Hope you guys are enjoying your morning. We go to the phone lines for our first call in guest of the day. That's South Lafouche baseball coach, Coach Chandler Guitros. Coach, good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning, Casey. How y'all doing, buddy? Good, man. Uh, tough game yesterday, but an amazing game. Two high school titans going at one another. It's an 11 inning battle, and Assumption delivers the decisive blow in the 11th, scoring three. Um, man, you guys played two wars with Assumption. Talk about the way last night's game went down. Yeah, look, it was a very emotional game, man. Both dugouts, both uh, groups of kids were into it. The fans were into it. It was a war, man, just like Tuesday was. And like I told you, I mean, we, us and Assumption pretty much played evenly throughout. I mean, we went tick for tack throughout this series. And in a series like that, when you got two great teams and both teams play about the same, uh, you know, it hurts to lose, but, I mean, it's, it's baseball. It's fitting that you take one from each other in that situation. So uh, we didn't do enough to uh, – to be decidedly better than them, uh, you know, proud of our kids' performance. Assumption just, uh, you know, got a couple of extra hits whenever they needed it. You know, it was, it was so unique because Tuesday's game, you know, the pitching couldn't keep up with the hitting, and both teams kind of struggled defensively. Then yesterday, the pitchers were dominating and the defenses were dominating and making plays. It was, you know, two great games, but also two completely different style of games. Yeah, and uh, Coach Rasslin, you can tell he's been uh, around the game a little while because he told our kids that at uh, practice on Wednesday. You know, yeah, we had a born burner yesterday, but this could be a one nothing, 2 to one game, and he was right. Um, that's baseball, man. That's baseball. And, uh, look, just so proud of the way our pitchers competed. Uh, for them, Rivera and uh, Seminole each threw fantastic. That's, that's some great arms that they have over there. But what can you say about Ducher, me and Jacob Kirill, man? Those kids battled. And, uh, you know, if uh, – if, you know, your heart hurts to anybody. It's those two kids right now because they pitched well enough and deserve to win that game. Uh, you know, but it's a team game, and uh, we didn't get it on the other end. You're always kind of a mild-mannered dude when you talk to him, but when he gets going, like last night he's on the mound striking dudes out. He's fist-bumping, and, you know, Tuesday he gets the last out. He's throwing his glove in the air. Like, he's got that little bit of swagger and confidence about him. When he's in the zone, boy, he's a different kid. It's awesome to see. Like, man, that's a big dog, man. That's uh. He's uh he's he's growing in front of your eyes and uh you know it's uh is a competitive nature he's a fiery kid and you know you don't see that in him in your personal life because you talk to him he's a real quiet humble kid uh but he is such a warrior such a competitor and uh you know we're so happy and proud of his success man he's got some of the best stuff on our team he competes and you know it's tough whenever you're the only junior on a team full of seniors but our kids rally around him we love having him. And he's doing an absolutely fantastic job for us. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, Coach, you, you guys threatened and had plenty of opportunities. And I know that's probably what stings the most is, you know, I'm thinking of at least two or three opportunities where you had a shot to win it or even earlier in the game had chances to score runs and, you know, didn't convert. And, you know, Coach Colley and I were talking about this during the broadcast. Like, it wasn't bad at bats. It was just, you know, hey, dude's hitting it hard right at somebody or, you know, whatever it may be, just couldn't catch that big break last night. 
Yeah, and uh, what Assumption did a really good job of for the most part as we got later is they kept the leadoff guy off base. Uh, so that, that really limits what you could do as a coach. Um, you know, whenever we get guys on, it's later. Um, we didn't, I think, after the seventh inning, I don't remember if we got a runner to third base with less than two outs, okay, which is that's your, your money. That's where you're trying to score, runner to third, less than two outs. And uh, we, we just couldn't make it happen. You know, that late in the game with one out already, I'm not one with one out in a tie ball game like that that I'm trying to give up outs, uh, you know, uh, to get the two outs, and then you're hoping on one hit. You know, you play for the, uh, for the big hit. Um, you know, I think that that's, was really the difference. They kept the leadoff guy off. We struggled getting runners to third. And when you got a runner at third less than two outs, you, you could suicide squeeze, you know, a ground ball to a second base in the hole, you know, a, a lot of ways to score a guy. Uh, but from second, you really relied on that big hit with one out. And uh, so, you know, credit to them. They kept the leadoff guy on base. So uh, hats off to them. I thought, and, and, you know, Coach and I kind of talked about this throughout the games, or both games really, was that I thought we saw a showcase of some of the best individual defensive players in our district. Their catcher's unbelievable. Nothing gets by him. He's got a laser for an arm. Their third baseman made some great plays, including a game-saving play. Your center fielder is outstanding. He was catching balls in left field yesterday because he's covering so much ground. Coach, man, there is a showcase of the individual players in this district that make this district so damn tough. Yeah, I mean, uh, you look at our uh, roster, we were talking about that after the game. Like, how do you make an all-district team this right. year? How do right. you do it? Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be tough, and we're going to uh, get that done next week, but uh, look, just a tremendous team. I mean, you know who our guys are, but their guys, their center fielder, I thought was terrific, too. We had a lot of hard-hit balls in this series, peppering the guy where he's just throwing a glove up and going, get it, man. So uh, hats off to them, man. They're, they're every bit as, as good as us. Uh, right now, I don't know who's the better team, and I really don't want to ever find out again on the field because I don't want to see those guys again. <laughs> you guys are sitting at number seven, heading into a matchup today against Berwick. Um, Coach, have you done the math, man? Because, look, I – Tioga's done. They're 18 and 12. You guys are about four tenths of a point ahead of them. If you win, certainly you're going to stay ahead of them. If it doesn't go your way, do you think you could fall behind them? I'm doing some math, and boy, it looks like it's going to be really, really close, and it may come down to schedule opponents. Is that kind of what you're seeing? Yeah, so if we uh, were to win this game, we're firmly there. But if we drop this game, our number is going to be 29.4062. That's not factoring in any other wins. They're just uh, accumulating uh, so if you can tell, yes, I have the match right in front of me. <laughs> but uh, but uh, so we would still be ahead of them based on our result, whether we win or lose. If we win, we're uh, pretty much clinching number seven. If we lose, we're still going to be ahead of them. But in the next two days, it'll come down to our opponents uh, and what they do. So I'll be a big fan of everybody. You know, I hope South Terramon takes it to, to those guys in Baton Rouge tomorrow. Uh, rooting for all our guys in our district, obviously. Uh, you know, because if our, our district team gets a win, it's two extra points because you play them twice. So uh, we're definitely rooting for our guys and, uh, you know, hoping for the best. We'd love to sit at seven. But, uh, you know, seven, eight, it, it's, you know, it's, uh, I don't know how much of a difference there really is between Nord Vermillion and Neville. Obviously, with Nord Vermillion, what scares you the most is that they know what it takes to get to the top. They, they defend the state champs and they brought most of their team back. So is that experience of getting there, getting the sulfur and winning in sulfur? And then uh, with Neville, uh, they have Zeb Ruddick, the LSU commit, who's a big-time slugger, big lefty. Uh, so, you know, it's you at the top, you, you're you fighting for certain things. It's, uh, you know, you got, you got to get there first, obviously. But uh, looking at matchups down the line, you got to beat them all if you want to win a state title. So um, we're going to follow what we're going to follow. 
but a win tonight would definitely go a long way in securing us a better seat. Yeah, very good. Um, pitching plan for today, I know you threw Darren, but I think he literally just threw one pitch. So if I had to guess, he'll be in the plans. And then who are some other guys we may see on the bump if Darren needs some relief? Uh, we're going to go with Darren, and then uh, bullpen's fully available. you got Edward, Kobe, Scott, um, Cyrus. I'm trying to uh, think of names off the top of my head. Uh, we're going to get Mason Bozigard a couple of innings in the JV game, but keep him low enough to where if we do need him later on in the night, that he would be okay. But I, I just hate to save a kid like that for the varsity game, and then Darren goes seven innings, and the kid doesn't get to pitch at all. we got we got to see him on the mound. He's got to develop. Uh, so we'll try to pitch him a couple of innings in the JV game, keep the pitch count low, and if we need him later in the night, he'd be available as well. Very good. Coach, uh, talk about, you know, the environment last night, man. It was wild. Like, I turned around during the seventh inning when it looked like you guys were going to punch through and get the win. Everybody's on their feet. You got Coach O de delivering the, the first pitch, and he's talking to your team. And, like, look, dude, that's not normal. <laughs> like, you know, that's not normal. That Maybe that's normal for here, but, like, that was a – uh, borderline college-level environment last night. It was giving me the chills calling a game in it, and I'm sure there were a couple moments where you're standing over at that third base perch, you know, coaching the team, and you're like, man, this is pretty awesome. Yeah, look, it was very reflective of where we were in the playoffs last year. That was the types of crowd we played in front of, but I actually think last night's crowd might have been bigger than some of those playoff games, man. It was uh, outstanding, and uh, I want to publicly thank, I know I thanked him 40 times yesterday, but uh, – We've been trying to get Coach O all year. He's been a busy, busy, busy man. Uh, but uh, uh, my dad knows him, uh, so we've been trying to reach out all year. And we, uh, we were able to get him here yesterday. And a lot of our kids said that's, like, the coolest moment of their life, was that, that, uh, that speech he gave them. And it was just great. And, uh, you know, to anybody in the public world, that's what you should do is give back to your community. And that's what that man did yesterday for us, and we appreciate him. Uh, but talking about the crowd, man, it, it was just electric. Everybody was into it, and you want to be in those atmospheres. You want to be in those environments because if you're gonna, if you're gonna go where you want to go, that's what you got to play in front of. And I think our kids, uh, the moment was never too big for them last night. Uh, you know, we just got beat. So, talk me through this. The opening round game could be played, if I'm not mistaken, either Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Last year, I, if I'm if memory serves, you guys played it super early, maybe even on the Monday. Um, do you have a preference? I know it's not fully up to you. You got to wait to see your opponent and, you know, you got to come to an agreement with the other team, whatever it may be. But if it were up to you, do you have a preference into which day you guys would play that opening round game? Yeah, the preference is to play it on Monday. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, hoping if you win that your ace who we throw our number one, you, you have to throw your number one in the first game. Uh, you know, it, with a one game series, you got, you can't leave nothing to chance. So you could throw your ace on Monday and give them an extra days of rest so that it could pitch Saturday in your two-game series. So uh, that's our rationale for it. Hopefully it works out, and uh, you know we'll be able to roll number seven out there on Monday. Okay, very good, Coach. What do you know about Berwick? You know, obviously I see they're real good. They got a bunch of wins, and you know, kind of you and I were talking. You said they've got a, a lot of depth in their pitching staff, a lot of different arms. What are some of the challenges you're expecting to face today from those guys? Yeah, with those guys, man, it starts and ends with their pitching staff. You know, uh, those guys you hear, Menard, Robinson, Mitchell, uh, all the guys we saw last year as well. Um, you know, it's crazy. Whenever you start reaching out and, uh, you know, or you, you're trying to learn as much as you can and research, uh, if you talk to coaches around the area, you know, uh, at least I'd say half of the teams that uh, that I talk to say, yep, best team we saw all year, best team we saw all year. They're great, best team we saw all year. And it's like, man, that's what I want to hear. Thanks, man. But uh, <laughs> But, uh, no, look, we've got a tremendous amount of respect for them. Uh, coach Seth Henry is an awesome, awesome guy, great coach, and his dad's on his coaching staff as well. He was a Berwick legend, longtime coach, Coach Lud Henry. They do a great job, and they're, uh, you know, 
their boys play hard, man. It's a it's a great team. Every everyone that you talk to is that that's a three A champion waiting to be crowned. They're that legit. But uh, you know, if you want to go where you want to go, you got to beat teams like that, you know. And it's going to be uh, really interesting to see how our kids respond after such an emotionally draining game, mentally and a physically draining game. Physically, I mean, most of our guys probably didn't get to go to bed till eleven o'clock at night if they could sleep at all after that, you know. So. Uh, it's going to be a big challenge for us. We got to get on the road, make the trip out there, uh, get on Highway 90, and uh, take the show on the road and uh, against a quality opponent. So I'm very interested to see how our kids respond today. Uh, but we're going to be there, hyping them up, getting them as, as juice as we can, and ready to go because it's a big one. So we asked you guys, or, or you rather, about you know the, the crowd and the big environment and everything a minute ago. Talk about you know I don't know if pressure is the right word. You know I don't know if expectation is the right word. Whatever it may be, but when there's a lot of support and when you guys have a great season and bring as much back as you all did, there are a lot of people on the outside world that are interested in, in, you know, wanting to know, you know, Hey, what's going on? Why you guys started slow? And like, how do you handle that? Like, how do you handle that? Because there is a lot of noise and I know that you hear it. You could insulate yourself all you want. I know you hear it. How do you make sure that you're staying focused on what's happening in the building and not paying attention to any of that other crap outside of the building? It's uh, very simple, man. You, uh, as coaches and as players, our loyalty only goes with each other. You know, we don't owe anybody anything outside of our dugout is playing for each other. And we, we, of course, we love the community support, man. I'm from here. I love it. But as far as who we're there for, it's for each other, and we play for each other. And, uh, you know, uh, you got people that that's great uh, coming out of everywhere, but we're the ones that have been at practice since day one. We, we know what we have in our dugout. Uh, it's been four years together, so and that's what we tell the kids. Why would you let somebody that's coming to see you play for the first time dictate how you act or how you play? You know, so uh, we appreciate the community support. I'm I'm trying to promote as much as I po- as possible, get as big a crowds as we can, man. But as players and coaches, we got to understand it's about each other and nothing else. Yeah, very well said, Coach. Thanks so much for the time, man. We'll chat again before the playoffs, okay? All right, man. Have a good one. Yep, that is Coach Chandler Guitro is doing a great job. His team is going to be ready. Win, lose, or draw today against Berwick, they're going to be ready. But look, man, uh, it's easy on the outside looking in to say, oh, South Lafouche doesn't have their top arms today. They're going to go and play Berwick, and it's going to be a struggle. And it might. It might. For all I know, it might be a struggle. But I know this. Darren Ducey is a competitor. He's going to, it's going to be tough to, to force him off of that mound. He's going to give it everything he's got. Some of those bullpen guys are hungry to try to earn some spots for the postseason. They're going to give it everything they've got. And then you've still got a really tough offense that could score a bunch. I think that game might be closer than what some people realize today. And even though for seeding, as Coach Guitro said, the Tarpons have a pretty good uh, lock on that number seven seed. If they're only going to drop a smidge with a loss, I don't think Tioga is going to make up three-tenths of a PowerPoint with their schedule points over the next few days. So it looks like the Tarpons are pretty firmly entrenched at number seven. Maybe they fall to number eight. But either way, that would be in the at home in the opening round and then possibly the second round if things go their way. It is play-by-play here on 102.7. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. When we get back, we're going to talk some NBA playoffs, some crazy results last night. And we've got uh, a big Pelicans game to talk about in the next segment of the show. We'll be right back after this. When your blood pressure is high and your amperage is low, have your batteries charged here and watch yourself go on the Rage and Cajun, 1600 AM and 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. 
Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. When you order curb- Curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market's feels like At Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center, we're improving the health and well-being of the region one person at a time. And this means more game time, more first times, more crunch time, more face time, and more party time. Isn't it time you started living your best life? Change starts here at Thibodeau Regional Wellness Center. Welcome back to Play by Play here on 102.7. Casey just clear here. We want to thank Coach Chandler Gitros for his time. Hopefully the Tarpons go out to St. Mary and take care of some business and get a big win. That would be a huge win if they could get it over Berwick, but that's going to be a big challenge uh, lying ahead. Uh, let's talk some NBA. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch most of these games live, but that's the beauty of DVR, baby. You could get, at, get home from an 11-inning high school baseball game and show up and watch all these games after the fact and that's exactly what we did so uh let's talk about it remember yesterday i told you guys on the show i said hey i want to see memphis take the next step memphis has been so good at times this year i want to see them take the next step and become that big contender after struggling in game one well guess what they did they took the next step they were losing by 20 plus points in the third quarter with like a minute left in the third quarter. And then they just decided in the back end of the game, like 
all right, we just ain't allowing any points anymore. Like they started playing great defense. That's the thing with the Grizzlies, man. That's what makes them so dangerous is that they don't defend, but they're capable of defending. So when they buy in and they start to, you know, play that that high level playoff defense, you have what we saw yesterday. They win the fourth quarter 37 to 12 and beat the Timberwolves on the road. And now they lead two games to one in that series, and they've retaken home court advantage after losing game one. John Morant, and this is why the Grizzlies are so scary. This is why I'm I'm higher on them than a lot of people are. There are a lot of people who think, oh, you know, they're going to just lose to the Warriors in the next round. I'm not one of those people. Because they've got dudes that are competitors, and, like, they don't need John Morant to play great to have a chance. Hell, go look at their record when John Morant is out injured this year. There's something like 19-4, and something like He's missed a bunch of games, and they didn't miss a beat when he was not in the lineup. He's 5 of 18 yesterday. He struggled mightily yesterday. 5 of 18 from the field, 5 of 10 from the free throw line. But he made other guys better in the process. He got 10 rebounds, 10 assists. He found a way to get a triple-double. He played good defense, and oh yeah, he had the best plus-minus of anyone in the game. We're going to railroad Donovan Mitchell in just a second because he doesn't make anyone else better. John Morant showed yesterday he doesn't need the shots to be falling to be impactful. Has the best plus minus of anyone on the floor despite being 5 of 18 from the field. So Memphis struggles to score early in the game and then just decides, all right, we'll just go ahead and win this game with our defense. That's growth. That's a big sign of growth from that team. Remember we were talking um, before yesterday's game. Hey, what are they going to do with Steven Adams? Remember in game two, Steven Adams played the first three minutes Got in foul trouble, then didn't play again, and that's when Memphis made their run. Steven Adams didn't play at all last night. DNPCD, coach's decision. So Memphis is going small permanently, and they're better for it defensively. They get a big win over the Wolves. Carl Anthony Towns, three of four from the field. How in the world can you have Carl Anthony Towns the big, you know, behemoth center, seven-footer, could shoot threes, could play inside. How can he play 33 minutes and get four field goal attempts? On what planet does Patrick Beverly, who couldn't throw the ball in the ocean from the beach, shoot it thir- 13 times in a playoff game and Carl Anthony Towns shoot it four? How does that happen? <laughs> Nas Reed from LSU. <laughs> Nas Reed from LSU, who played in when the early stages of Will Wade's tenure, played 10 minutes last night. Nas Reed's a ball hawk. He has never met a shot he didn't like to take. He played 10 minutes. He shot five times. Nas Reed shot more times than Carl Anthony Towns yesterday. How does that happen? Minnesota has to get the ball inside, and they've got to feed their big fella. They've got to find ways to get him involved. Patrick Beverly should not be shooting it three and a half times more than Carl Anthony Towns. That's ridiculous. The Timberwolves are wondering, hey, man, what's wrong with us? Bro, you're not, your best dudes aren't impacting the game. you got to figure out ways. You scored 12 points in the, 14th, in the, in the fourth quarter, and, and Carl Anthony Towns was not a part of it at all, so they fall flat. The Warriors, we pegged this one. We said yesterday, well, this was one of our betting picks. We picked over 224 for the Warriors and the Nuggets. And we said this, 
and it's, it's almost a, a quote you could say verbatim. I said the Warriors are still going to be able to score. They're not going to be bothered going on the road. Remember the Golden State team scored like 120 in games one and game two and sent those those totals way over? I said Golden State would still be able to score, but Denver would score more effectively at home. Cha-ching! That's exactly what happened. The game went way over. The Warriors got a 118-113 win. The Warriors role, uh, role players were still good. Uh, Poole got 27 points. Klay Thompson, 26 points. Curry, 27 points. Gary Payton, the second, is evolving into quite a role player. He had 11 yesterday. Draymond Green did all of his Draymond Green stuff, getting assists and rebounds and found the hell out of people throughout the game without it getting called, but that's just me being petty. Uh, and Golden State gets a 118-113 to 113 win. Jokic was phenomenal, 37 points, 18 rebounds. And now the Nuggets are one game away from getting eliminated. We knew that one was coming. That's no big surprise there. The Nuggets just aren't good enough. I don't know if the Nuggets would be good enough even if they had Michael Porter and Jamal Murray, much less without them. Without them, they're, they're a lame duck, and they're in position now to get swept. The game I want to talk about is Utah and Dallas because we also, in our betting picks yesterday, which we had a winning day, by the way, we also picked Dallas to cover 7.5 points against Utah. And the reason for that was because I said, hey, I think Luka Doncic is going to play and that's going to send this line down. Well, Luka Doncic did not play. And Dallas still went on the road and beat Utah 126-118. to Donovan Mitchell, you and I have got to have a chat. Donovan Mitchell has been the same player from the second he got into the NBA till now. Whenever he would lose early in the playoffs, early in his career, I would always get told, oh, he's young. Give him time. He's young. Give him time. I'm tired of giving this dude time. This is his fifth season in the NBA. He started his career as a 44% field goal shooter. You know what he is right now? A 44% field goal shooter. He started his career as a 35% three-point shooter. Know what he is right now? A 35% three-point shooter. He started his career as a guy who got four or five assists a game. Know what he is now? A guy who gets four or five assists a game. He's the same player now that he was when he was a rookie. Except now he has higher usage and he turns over the ball more and he's not making anyone better. And that's a problem for Utah. That's a problem for Utah. Yesterday, Rudy Gobert was 6 of 6 from the field. Why is he not getting more than 6 shots when he's 6 of 6 from the field? It's a problem. Their guards are creating offense for no one but themselves. They've got to figure out ways to get more guys involved. And they've got to figure out ways to defend. You're facing Dallas without Luka Doncic. Why are you giving up 126 points? There's no reason for it. That was an inexcusable loss from Utah last night. And in the offseason, they're going to probably blow up their team, make some trades, maybe get Donovan Mitchell out, maybe get Gobert out, kind of retool. And it's hard to blame them after seeing those results. Now, tonight we got some big ones. You got Miami and Atlanta. Without Clint Capella, Miami's going to win that series. I thought that it could be a very competitive series. Without, without Capella, that's not going to be competitive. You got the Bucks and the Bulls. Now that one's dicey. 
without Chris Middleton, that becomes dicey. Can the Bucks get a big performance from Giannis? Can somebody else, Grayson Allen or somebody else, step up and make some shots? Because the Bucks, as we talked about yesterday, they become very predictable in the postseason. It's Giannis up high, going to the goal, one on five. Everybody's in the paint, but I'm going to do my Giannis stuff. I'm going to draw fouls, whatever it may be. If he can't get some outside scoring, that lane's going to be more clogged than a toilet after someone ate Taco Bell. It's going to be nasty. And he's going to have a hard time scoring because there's going to be no one to that you have to worry about helping off of. So someone's going to have to make shots for Milwaukee or else they may legitimately lose this series. And then you got the Pels and the Suns, and I'll save some of my thoughts on the Pels and the Suns for when we get Damian on, but I know he's going to want to chime in on this as well. But what can Phoenix do to slow down New Orleans? I think they're going to have to play a slower pace. In games one and game two, they were wanting to run. They were wanting to push the pace. Chris Paul, get in transition, get it to Booker. They're going to have to reinvent. They're going to have to play slower. They're going to have to play through Aiton on the inside. And instead of trying to win 125 to 120, they're going to have to try to win 100 to 95. Are they capable of doing it? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely they are. But is it going to be more difficult for them to win that way? You bet. You bet the Pelicans have a real shot to win that series. That is not just me saying that because they're from New Orleans and, you know, we're hoping they win. They have a very real shot now without Devin Booker to win that series because the Suns are very good, but they're also very top-heavy. And without the head of the snake, the dude scoring 25 to 30 points, that's going to make it difficult. Chris Paul's going to have to overexert himself. He's going to have to play bigger minutes, which is going to make him more susceptible to injury and some of the other things that he's faced throughout his playoff career. It's going to be a fun game to see. That's going to be at 8.30. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to get Damien on. We're going to keep talking about the NBA playoffs. I could do the whole 90 minutes every day about the NBA playoffs. It's play-by-play on 102.7. We'll be right back after this. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, Etel, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. A grade C is just average. A grade B, better. But an A? An A is excellent. And an A is what Thibodeau Regional earned for patient safety from the LeapFrog Group, a leading healthcare quality and safety organization. 
This A in patient safety is yet another confirmation of Thibodeau Regional's commitment to providing patients with the highest quality, safest care. with some Chris Jericho music in this segment. It's play-by-play on 102.7 at 1600 AM KLEB. We want to thank our sponsors, Ashley Barry, our State Farm agent and cutoff, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets, get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 AM to 7 PM, seven days a week at Rouse's Markets Tastes Like Home. Buzz off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. And the fourth annual Blue Boot Rodeo, supporting the Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. The foundation's mission is to educate everyone on water safety and drowning prevention in and around all bodies of water. This year's rodeo will be July 7th, 8th, and 9th on beautiful Grand Isle at Grand Isle Marina and Tarpon Pavilion. Go to the phone lines. We have Damian St. Pierre on the line. Coach, good afternoon, my friend. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Casey. Any day that you can wake up and know that your North Carolina Tar Heels beat Coach K in his last game as a college basketball coach is a great day. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right about that. Um, yeah, no doubt. Uh, so, Coach, let, let, let's dive into this. Um, it's a big day. The Pelicans are playing at home in the playoffs, a season that – or a series, rather, that looked like it was unattainable has now suddenly become attainable with Devin Booker's injury. I'm not even a big Pelicans dude, but I'm fired up. This is a big day, one of the biggest days in the history of this franchise today. Curious to see how they play at home against Phoenix. I'm, I'm proud of the, the city itself and the surrounding areas. Having both games sold out already, that's, that's awesome to see, to have that support. But being the way that they play, the way that Coach Willie Green has these guys full of energy, caring about the game of basketball and with like I said with the energy that they play the their ability to score they don't play much defense but who I mean besides the Celtics who does it's uh it's, it's an awesome time to to be a supporter of the Pelicans which I'm, I'm kind of on and off the bandwagon on there I just kind of tell it like it is but um the, the tide has turned for sure with Booker going down um and it, it's going to be tough for for the Suns to come out with two wins in New Orleans in the next couple of days you know, I said in the last segment, like, the Suns are going to have to reinvent themselves on the fly. Like, earlier in the series, they were wanting to play with pace, wanting to get out and transition. Now, I think they're going to have to slow the game down and, you know, go into the inside more and use, you know, DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul's going to have to get the mid-range going. And that's hard to do. Like, it, it's hard to just change your style and the way that you play cold turkey like that. I'm curious to see if the Suns could pull it off. But then I guess on the flip side to that, I'm curious to see what the Pelicans are going to do defensively to try to slow that down if that's exactly what happens. And look, Willie Green made some great adjustments. Um, you know, from game one to game two, Chris Paul kind of took over in the last six minutes of the first game. And then, you know, B.I. kind of took over in the, in the, in the last couple minutes of, the, of game two. But like you said, they're going to have to slow that pace down. Um, you know, when, whenever you're asking Jay Crowder to have to step up and score a little bit more, I don't know if that could happen. He's been the best player on the Pelicans or on the Pelican side for the last two games. And I, I, I got a love-hate relationship with Jay Crowder since the, um, since the, the COVID playoffs. And, man, anytime that guy touches the ball, he is letting it roll. And uh, he, he'll, he was a great asset for the, for the Pelicans winning in, the, in that game, too. But, like you said, they, they, you know, Aiton's going to have to step up for the Suns, and he's great. He's, 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 he's legit. 
and he's a, he's been an issue. But I think the speed, I think the Pelicans got the legs, they got the energy, they got the guards, and I think they'll be able to outscore them. They're going to have to slow down Chris Paul, kind of like we said in that pick and roll kind of mid range game. It's it's going to be tactical for sure, and the Suns will just be able to go out there and just out athlete them, kind of what they did in game one. Let's talk about another series that's kind of got people puzzled is Boston's leading Brooklyn two to nothing. And a lot of folks who maybe don't follow this closely could say, well, why are you surprised by that? You know, Boston's the two seed, Brooklyn's the seven seed. Well, on paper, you know, Brooklyn's maybe got the two best players with Kyrie and Durant, and, you know, they've got a lot of star power, and, you know, Steve Nash is the coach, and a lot of folks just assumed that they'd get into the playoffs and get a run. Uh, actually, it may be the opposite. They may get into the playoffs and get run because Boston looks like they're ready to go. They beat them twice, and now you got Ben Simmons, who's going to be coming back in game four. First off, you know, do you think Brooklyn can make a series of this? And then second off, if Ben Simmons is healthy to go two days from now, why in the hell isn't he healthy to go today? Like, what's going to change between now and Sunday for that guy? To the, why, like, why isn't he playing now? I can't make sense of what's going on with him. Uh, are they feeling the back, their backs against the wall and they need to kind of, you know, leave it all out on the table? I, I don't know. That's been easily, the, to me, the most entertaining and the best series so far. Um, you know, the Celtics just play defense. They're tough. And depending on what the referees let them get away with, in game one they let them get away with a lot. And then, you know, kind of different in, in, in game two. But the Nets blew it in game one. They had a good lead with four minutes left. I think it was a five-point lead. And they just kind of got stationary on offense, and they weren't moving. And, they, you know, Kyrie kept it. Obviously, he's a great player, and he's, he's that's the most entertaining thing to me because, you know, we kind of go back and forth, and everything's professional wrestling. He's the biggest heel in that building. Yeah. He understands it. He's playing the role perfectly. He comes down in game one, hits some clutch shots, but whenever they lock him up or they send a double team from Horford, he throws the ball away with three seconds left on a shot clock, and you know Durant has to put it up and, and crunch time. And that's you know that's not what that's that's not how that offense needs to be, especially in the closing situation. And man, you kidding me? Jason Tatum with a spinning layup didn't even look at the goal to win it on that on that in game one. That was unbelievable. Um, you know, kind of game two, the Nets came out to a big lead, and just that pressure that Boston has on defense just kind of wears you out. And, and they, they took care of it in game two. It's going to be close. The Nets definitely have a chance. And don't rule them out. Um, you think Ben Simmons not having that as much chemistry being that he sat? You think that helps or hurts the Nets? I, I have no idea what to, to expect, and I think that's part why it's going to be so entertaining is, like, he's not played since last year in the playoffs whenever he kind of had a breakdown and was afraid to shoot the basketball. So now he's coming back in. Like, it'd be one thing if he's coming back in and it's a, a midweek regular season game at Detroit where there's no pressure. He's coming in to a series where they're going to be either be down 3-0 or 2-1. Um, I don't think he's got a whole lot offensively that he needs to do, but they've got a lot of scoring. I think he just kind of needs to focus on playing defense. But, dude, that's that's a tough spot. That's a really tough spot. And then I guess the next question I would have is who would the Nets remove from their rotation to make that happen? Because Bruce Brown, who's their small forward right now, scored like 20 points on, on in game two and was terrific, making three-pointers and doing things. I, I don't know. I'm fascinated to see how this is going to go. How long can he play? Is it going to be a 10 or 15-minute thing? Can he go 30, 35? Like, I don't know. It's going to be fascinating to see. Are they going to treat him like Zion? <laughs> 10 minutes. To, to 10 minutes. I can tell you who they need to get him in for is Claxton. Claxton has zero offense in the last two games. He can't make a free throw. I think he was one for seven or one for six in the opening game. He's a liability on offense. Um, that would that would be – but then you bring in a guy that's kind of doing the same thing. One of the last times we saw Ben Simmons on the court, he was 
passing up a wide open layup to because he was just he was too intimidated to shoot, his lack of confidence. But again, that's what makes that's what makes this time of year for NBA the pretty much in my opinion the only time worth watching. Memphis uh, really played super well down the stretch last night. And look, man, I don't know if you agree with this or not, but I'll, I'll actually find out. I think that they're kind of the forgotten team. You know, everybody in out west, they're talking about, okay, well, the Suns are the one seed, and, you know, there's going to be the Suns against Golden State. I think Memphis is kind of getting forgotten about. They were 56-26 and 26 during the season, and when they want to play defense, they're capable of doing it. Last night down the stretch, they wanted to defend, and they locked up Minnesota. I think they're going to be a tough out, man. They've got a lot of depth. The NBA today, all these super teams, the teams have two and three great players, then everybody else kind of stinks. Memphis has depth. They've got six or seven just really solid players, and I think that may give them a little bit of an advantage. We used the word earlier for the Nets, chemistry. I think that Memphis has that chemistry. John Morant's a stud, and that's a that's a fail on the Pelicans organization that we that we let him go. Of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. But Casey, correct me if I'm wrong. Did the T-Wolves give up two twenty point leads in separate occasions last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I. Man, this is this is a little bit of Coach Kali. I mean, he's, he, I always listen to what he says. He said, "Man, the only time you're gonna get you're gonna let people let you know that you played hard nine times out of ten is gonna be after a loss. <laughs> but that one time you got kids, you got not kids, you got you know the Grizzlies playing that hard, not giving up. That that that's that not that's that one time out of ten that that's gonna happen. But they they played well. Uh, and, and look, they cried about. I know we talked about it a couple a couple weeks ago. They cried about having to, to mess around in that play-in tournament because their their record was was so much better than, than everybody else. But whenever one of your your studs comes in and makes a court after losing and after giving up two twenty-point leads separately and says that he's going to go home and drink a glass of wine and think about it, that's not that's not my guy. That's not who I want. I I, I need something a little bit better than that. And that's a guy who shot the I ball. I don't know if you, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I said that you know as Car Anthony Towns, that's not what you want from you know from your big man. Yeah, and, and to, to piggyback off what you said, that's also a guy who was content to shoot the ball only four times last night, despite being one of the most physically dominating presences in the entire NBA. So I agree with you. Now, coaching-wise, let's talk about this for a second. Because Minnesota last night, down the stretch, while blowing that second 20-point lead, allowed Memphis to go on a 22-0 run without calling a timeout. If it were me, I would have called two or three of them. But that was interesting to see. I have never seen that big of a run. I don't know if I've ever seen a 10-0 run without a timeout being called, much less a 22-0 run in the playoffs at home. The fans wanted to kill that dude yesterday, and Charles Barkley and Shaq and everything are saying on inside the NBA, like, look, man, like this is something that you could perhaps lose your job over. I, I can't understand it. Um, I, I wasn't watching at that time. I was kind of flipping around, but... I don't know how that happens. Uh, you could feel the momentum as a coach, you, and, and you know this as well as anybody, Case, you feel that momentum slipping away or, or, or going to the other side. You have to be able to stop that. You know, that you may have read too many Phil Jackson books. Phil Jackson has, a, has a, um, something that he lives by of letting the players play it out. But Phil Jackson also had Michael Jordan and Kobe <laughs> Bryant. It's not Michael or Kobe on any of these teams. It's easy to say that when you have all that talent. Yeah, just play through it. But a twenty-two to nothing run without Michael or Kobe, that's definitely something that that, uh, that I'm sure the front office will be talking about if, if they do lose the series. Tyson Fury will be fighting this weekend. He has said in the lead up to the fight, and then he also said yesterday this will be his final fight. He's fighting Dylan White out in London. First question: 
A, can Dylan White challenge Tyson Fury at all? And then the second question is going to be, is this actually going to be his last fight, or do you think that he's just marketing and you know kind of trying to sell his out-of-retirement fight a year from now? I can tell you that if he is going out, this is going to be the way to go out. Um, doing Just doing some quick research on some numbers, they sold 90,000 tickets for this fight. There was an estimated 200,000 people that attempted to buy tickets wow. for this fight. This is, this is kind of like the Super Bowl. He's also got 29.5 million reasons to be able to go out the way he wants to. Talking about Dylan White, can he make this a fight? It's going to be if White can get inside and make it tough on Fury. Obviously, Fury's six foot nine. I think he weighed in maybe 11 pounds over White. If he can keep the fight on the outside, which is where he wants to use his distance, Dylan White has been known to make better fights when he could get inside and make that, make the guy work. Um, just reading articles, Casey, I do I do believe. I'm sorry, I wasn't on that bandwagon, but I, I am thinking that, that he's going to go ahead and wrap this up. He started talking about talking to his wife, about this and that. And once you start that that kind of conversation, that's that's usually when it leads down to that road. Or you could be Tom Brady and just realize that you don't want to be at the house anymore. But uh, Tom Brady don't get as hit don't get hit as many times in his pretty face as uh, as Fury does in his line of work. But uh, interesting fact: something you don't that doesn't normally happen. There's a four point one million dollar bonus to the winner of this fight. So wow, both of these guys have a um, have a little a little more stake in the game and. I think Fury takes it. I think he. Keep, I think he's going to let White come in just to make it a fight. He's an entertainer. At the end of the day, that's why he's selling ninety thousand tickets. He's a great entertainer. He's going to sing. He's going to fight. He's going to be entertaining. He's not going to just sit there and hit in the hold like every other heavyweight in the world does. He's entertaining. That's why people want to see him. But I do think this may be this will be his his last go around. I think all the dominoes are are lining up and and he's going to knock him down and go out a winner. And he's got to sing on his way out. That's that's one of my favorite parts about watching the guy fight. <laughs> so. Talk to me about this, okay? Like, most fights are in, like, uh, arenas, like basketball arenas or, you know, places that seat 15,000, 20,000. There are the odd exceptions where, you know, you're in Jerry World or here this is in London with 94,000 or whatever. You've trained guys before. Would you be telling Tyson Fury or would you be telling, you know, the opponent, um, uh, White, would you be telling them, hey, like, Calm down, because like this is going to be a rush of adrenaline that neither of these guys have felt before. That's going to be a a huge crowd, a huge stage. Like, could you be too amped up for this type of fight? Absolutely, but that that's a shot for him to win, because you know Fury's been down a few times and throughout his career, probably more than he, more than he should have, because he makes very entertaining fights. He's going to get in there. He's not going to make it a boring fight. So that that may be your chance. This fight will kind of be told in the first three rounds. We'll see what kind of how, like you said, exactly what you said, kind of how White comes out, if he can maintain, you know, maybe weather that first storm or, or it may be even on Fury's end. If he can weather that first storm, relax, get into the fight. But every every person known in boxing has called either way is going to be a knockout. So if you're betting, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet the distance on this one. But, Casey, could you imagine, even as, as, a, as just kind of like a hanger-on kind of guy, a support in a support role, not even training, could you imagine walking out into a crowd of 90,000 uh, screaming fans that have probably been fueled up all night? That's got to be an awesome experience. It, it, it's unbelievable. Uh, you know, look, I, I've had the opportunity to be on the field in Tiger Stadium in the fourth quarter of games when the place was full, covering games for you know the LSU newspaper. It's louder than you would imagine, and it's just unbelievable the power of the noise of those people. Like You could feel it in your bones. It's, it, it's just incredible. Now, Speaking of dudes who have sold out arenas, we saw the viral video yesterday. I talked about it on yesterday's show, and I know you saw it as well. 
dude on a plane messing with Mike Tyson, you know, while he's trying to get some rest or whatever. And then Mike Tyson, you know, does what he does. He beats the hell out of the guy. First off, what are you doing? Like, I could think of better things to do to occupy my idle time than to pick on that dude. And then second off, like, man, he went down like a feather. Like, I, I, I don't understand it. Why would you pick a fight with Mike Tyson? I don't know. Maybe it was publicity on that guy's stunt. Maybe he's trying to, to maybe he's trying to get a lawsuit, whatever it may be. But man, I, I don't want to get, I don't want any of that smoke, as the kids would say. Look, speaking of kids and, and old men, that's that's going to be me in this segment. I'm going to be the old man, kind of uh, get off my lawn type of guy. That's that's this, and the guy wasn't super young, but he was he he wasn't as old as I mean, we we're ancient by this time, but he wasn't he wasn't a like our age. I think people are grown to maybe do things and not expect any consequences. <laughs> maybe he didn't know the, the the like his history. He just knew the guy. Maybe he's a little younger and didn't understand that this dude literally knocked pe- knocked fifty grown men out. Uh, look, he uh, there has to be some foreign substances in this guy's body to be able to to have to be able to do that, and then to be able to sit up and kind of look at that camera. That was the most sad face I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> the guy has what like four uh, bleeding from four different spots, and he's just sitting there like. Like a like a sad dog. Like, what am I supposed to do? I'm still it's, the flight's still happening, and I just got whooped by Mike Tyson. I, man, it's like it's like trying to like uh, taking a glass out of uh, out of Mike the Tiger's cage at Tiger Stadium. And what do you expect to happen? It's, you're gonna have zero positive effects on anything that you do in that situation. But that 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 was ridiculous, and I'm, he he got what he he got exactly what he deserved. I agree. You know, I don't know if there's gonna be any legal ramifications, but man, like you shouldn't be able to just go and mess with somebody without especially that guy, without expecting to get knocked out. LSU spring game tomorrow, people are excited. I'm excited. I want to see what the Tigers are coming with. Uh, but at the end of the game, at the end of the day, rather, it is still just a spring game. What are you hoping to see from LSU tomorrow? And you, you got to want to see the quarterback battle. I'm reading a lot of good things about uh, about all three. But uh, kind of what's what I want to see, man, is saying that, uh, that Nussmeyer has, has, has grown. He's worked not, not physically but as a player. He's grown. Uh, his passes are better. He's kind of fitting the ball in a tough, tight spots right now. That's something that I'm anxious to see. And obviously, you want to see what Jaden Daniels brings to the table. And then, cornerback situation. Obviously, uh, you know, Coach Kelly wasn't happy with what we got. Brought in seven banks from Ohio State. Was Ohio State's defense great last year? Nah. Well, you know, we'll, we'll quickly find out what kind of athlete, uh, you know, we, that we're getting from Ohio State. So that's kind of the two things that I'm looking for: quarterbacks and DBs. Um, and that, you know, in the SEC, that's, that's what's going to bring us either wins and losses at the end of the day. Hey, you guys, are you guys playing this weekend? And then the second part, uh, part to that question is, man, are you guys going to ever allow a point? I saw last weekend shutting teams out, playing great basketball. I, I was I was hoping we get on this, this this discussion. So we are off this weekend. We're supposed to play a tournament in Southeastern that got canceled. Um, and then once once that got canceled, my players kind of went, went, other, went to a couple other different activities, which is – which is great. You know, they're, they're kids. you got to let them go. Um, so we, we did add a couple kids to our roster for our, 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 our team that we played last week. I thought we were going to be really good. I, um, and, you know, warming up, seeing one of the teams, I thought they were going to be pretty good. And just at the end of the game, it was 22 to nothing the first game. I was like, man, we, I, I don't know if I've ever done this, not allow <laughs> a single point. And then we go to the next game, and I look up at the scoreboard, and it's 46 to nothing. I'm like, I never went two games without scoring a single point. Hats off to those girls. We we preach defense. We you know we play some man to man. We play some zone. We play some full court. We play some half court. Um, we're not very very not one dimensional. And you know 
losing those two games at Forbidden Nationals and then moving to AAU, I didn't know what kind of transition they would have. You know, I was a little, I was a little, still a little, I'm still a little hurt by it. Um, but they seem to have shook that off with no issue, and they came to play. You know, defense is the calling card. We'll get that that offense will keep it'll catch up eventually. Um, but man, it's beautiful things. See credit credit to those girls that played. It wasn't even you know we, we kind of have a, a motto where you don't play by the scoreboard no matter if you up twenty down twenty. And they took that to heart, and they, they they played really hard. And I'm super proud of those girls. And we're gonna have a great summer. We got a lot of basketball coming up to uh, to take part in. And like I said, man, super proud of those girls. We have a fifth grade team which we played last week, and then we also have a sixth grade team which is gonna debut next weekend. Uh, talk about girls coming from different areas. We have Golden Medal girls, the Rose girls, Lockport girls, Homer Christian girls, and uh, East Thibodeau girls playing on our squad. So we got some chemistry to build there, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a good summer. Very good. One more before we let you go. I just saw this, and it kind of took me for a loop, so I wanted to ask you why I got you. Former world champion Ricky Hatton has announced he's returning to boxing. He hasn't fought since 2012. He was kind of washed then. I don't know, man. This is kind of one of the sad parts of boxing is these dudes hang on, they fight, and I, like, I'm just afraid he's going to get hurt. Man, Hatton was one of my favorite fighters. At the time, in his prime, I would, I would wake up early just to be able to watch him because he fought overseas. And he was exciting, um, even his interest music, man. If you get a chance, check out some of that Ricky Hatton interest. It was like it was like wrestling. It was awesome. The last time I saw him, he was about 250 pounds, <laughs> and he let life get to him. He let he, you know he, he he's had some issues, and I don't I don't want to see him back. I think Mayweather took everything out of him whenever he whenever he he knocked him out. Um, but man, yeah, I, I don't want to see that. I hope it's I hope it's not true. That is the first I hear of it. Casey, real quick, I know I know we probably. Um, probably pressing for time tomorrow wrestling professional wrestling at east park first time in five ten years that it that has been there man any interest in going for that perhaps i didn't i was not aware perhaps yeah let me let me see if we could wiggle out of some obligations and maybe make that happen i'm sure uh, our buddy mustang mike's going to be uh participating in that event i'm sure we'll see coach kyle saying somewhere in the <laughs> that event as well but let me know. I got an extra ticket if you want to come. It's at 7 o'clock. Sounds like a winner. Thanks so much for the time, buddy. Thanks, Casey. Yep, that is Damian St. Pierre doing a wonderful job, as always. We may have to go and check that out. I didn't realize that was coming to home, but we thank him certainly for the time and, and, and for the invite. It's play-by-play. Play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to make our weekend predictions, and we'll get our betting picks here on 102.7 and 1600 AM KLEB. It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups are their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. You may think every weather app is the same, until you see WeatherBug over-deliver on so many layers. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug warns you the moment lightning strikes near you. 
prepares you for your commute with road conditions, routes, and even cameras. With everything from pollen and air quality to severe storm risks, radar, and satellite coverage, WeatherBug prepares you for the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app, trusted by over 10 million users, today for free. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's Shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's Shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Hello, customers and friends. Taylor Griffin with Dufresne Building Materials here, back to remind you about a top-selling product right now, and that's roofing. Don't forget about the local guys, because we've got you covered with roofing paper, synthetic roofing felt, and so many Tamco Elite and Tamco Heritage shingle options. Starter strips, hip and ridge, 20-year three-tab, 30-year architectural, we've got it all. And you want to talk color options, you name it, we've got it. And we've got six going on seven convenient locations to serve you. Cut off, Thibodeau, Bell Chase, Luling, Slidell, Gulfport, and coming soon, Grand Isle. Thank you all. Have a blessed day. Uh, we're rocking and rolling. We've got about, oh, 18 minutes or so left. Uh, we want to thank you all for listening to Play by Play. Uh, it's been a wonderful week of Play by Play. We have enjoyed ourselves, and we, we certainly hope you guys are enjoying the shows and everything of the sort. Weekend predictions. Um, Let's start off with some of the things that Damian and I were talking about a minute ago. My first weekend prediction is that Tyson Fury is going to knock out White this weekend, and he's going to go out on top, and he's going to put on a show while doing it. I see a knockout. I see a brutal, violent fight because that's the way the Tyson Fury fights usually are. And then I see all the the shenanigans after the fact, the dancing and all the different craziness. I think it's going to be highly entertaining, highly exciting, and I think Tyson Fury is going to get the win. Keep in mind, this fight is overseas, right? So, like, this is not, you know, hey, uh, get your friends together tomorrow night type of thing. This is get your friends together tomorrow afternoon if you want to watch this fight. <clears throat> It'll be on ESPN Plus and pay-per-view and all that other good stuff. But, yeah, I think Tyson Fury is going to get the win. Uh, he's going to get that big uh, guaranteed bonus, and I think that he'll take care of business. And I, whether or not this is the end, I don't know. It probably should be, though, because he can make so much money in WWE and, um, you know, don't they, they don't knock your head off there. <laughs> so I think that, that it would be an opportunity for him to go on and do other things. Second prediction. I think the Pelicans are going to win tonight against Phoenix. I don't see ways for Phoenix to score effectively enough without Devin Booker. Look at the fourth quarter of the game the other night. Yeah, they scored 31 points. Yeah. Um, but without Booker in the lineup, they're playing dudes who are very one-dimensional players like Landry Shamit, Cameron Payne. Those dudes, yeah, they could get some buckets and score a little bit, but they're not going to defend at all. So I think that for the Suns, for them to keep up with the pace offensively, they have to play due to hurt their defense. So the instinct would be, all right, well, let's not play some of those guys. Let's play, you know, maybe Torrey Craig or some of the other defensive guys, and then they can't score. So, like, their roster now without Booker is an imperfect roster, and it's going to be difficult for them to, um, to make this work, quite frankly. I think the Pelicans have a great shot to win game three, 
and I think that I'm going to pick them to win game three because I think it's going to just be awkward for Phoenix to try to figure out how to change this pace on the fly. My next prediction. I think the Bucks are going to rally with Chris Middleton out. And I think tonight, even being on the road, I think they're going to hammer the Chicago Bulls. I don't think the Bulls are any good. I've said this many times. They have collected a roster full of dudes who have been other places and have come up short in the playoffs. DeMar DeRozan, how many times did we see him play for Toronto in the playoffs and come up short? You don't have Lonzo Ball, so you're kind of lacking ball handling. Zach Levine's kind of a me first. I'm going to go score and get buckets and do that Donovan Mitchell thing offensively. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, But Vucevic in the middle, Tristan Thompson. These are all dudes who are good regular season players who are not great playoff players, and they've accumulated all of them. I think the Bucks are going to miss Middleton long-term. He's supposedly out three to four weeks. But I think tonight we're going to see Drew Holiday step up. We're going to see Bobby Portis step up. Giannis is going to go crazy. Maybe Pat Connaughton gets some burn. Maybe Grayson Allen makes some shots. Maybe Serge Ibaka wakes up. I think they're going to figure it out. And I think that in game three, which is tonight, they are going to hammer Chicago. I don't think it's going to be an overly competitive game. I think it's going to be like Dallas and Utah yesterday where where, um, um, Milwaukee is going to be in control throughout the game and is going to be the team that's going to be uh, leveraging themselves to go to the next round. My next weekend prediction. LSU fans are going to be unreasonable about the spring game. Either good or bad, I don't know. They're going to be unreasonable. If it's if Miles Brennan's throwing touchdown passes or Jaden Daniels is throwing touchdown passes, they're going to be hyping it up too heavily. If Brennan's throwing interceptions and Jaden Daniels is throwing interceptions, they're going to be panicking too heavily. It used to drive me crazy whenever I was covering the team back when and the team would release these stats from the spring, from the spring and fall scrimmages to see how wild the fans would get about that. How often, like think about this, and I'm being serious right now, think about this as an LSU fan. How often in the Jordan Jefferson, Jarrett Lee days would we get told like in August, oh, LSU had a scrimmage today and Jordan Jefferson was 20 of 23 passing with 410 yards and six touchdowns and he looked like he was the greatest quarterback to ever play. And we would all get excited. And then the first game of the season, LSU couldn't complete a forward pass and they would run the ball up the middle 700 times in a row. Let's not drink the Kool-Aid. It's a spring game. LSU is going to be very limited in what they're going to be offering. Spring game with a new offense and a new system too. So chemistry-wise, it's not going to be there. They're not going to want to be, you know, running all of their exotic blitzes and they're not going to be wanting to showcase every single trick and wrinkle that they have because, College football staffs now have 30 analysts. They're people who are going to be around the SEC studying and watching every little piece of that spring game to try to break down, you know, tendencies or whatever it may be. They're not going to be doing any type of stuff that you would see in the games on in September. So let's not overreact. Let's just be excited and let's just try to stay healthy. That's the most important thing. Just try to stay healthy. Next weekend prediction. I think Trey Young's going to have a big night today against um, against Miami. 
Might not be enough to win. I think Trey Young's going to have a big night. And then to piggyback on top of that goes to my, my next prediction. I think Kevin Durant's going to go wild these next two games against Boston at home. Durant was disappointed with the way he played in game two. He's kind of getting pushed around, knocked off his spot. Boston's being very rough with them. And I think that Durant is going to, at home, go crazy. I don't know if the addition of Ben Simmons is going to help them at all. I have my doubts. I've said earlier in this week that I think that if Ben Simmons is the answer, then your question is probably a dumb one. <laughs> but I think that Brooklyn is far from out of this series just because when you got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, you've always got a chance. You've always got a chance. They're so damn top-heavy. They don't have a whole lot behind those guys, but those two dudes alone are capable of scoring 100 points combined. So I think that that always gives them a chance. Last weekend prediction, I think LSU baseball is going to sweep the series with Missouri. They got a win yesterday. Um, Mikhail Hilliard was good. I think the Tigers are going to get back to their winning ways. <clears throat> Missouri is a little bit lacking. They're not one of the better SEC teams. I think LSU is going to get three this weekend. I really believe that. I think the Tigers are going to have a get-right game. They're 8-8 eight eight in conference. Let's see if they could get to 10-8. and eight. Let's see if they could take care of business, win tonight and win tomorrow at the box to maybe take a little bit of momentum. This is kind of a softer part of their SEC schedule. You got a home series with Missouri, a home series with Georgia. Then you play Alabama. It's time to make some hay. It's time to make some hay. It's time to get well above 500 and make some hay. Those are our weekend predictions. Let's catch our final commercial break. When we get back, we'll get you your betting picks and uh, try to stay hot. We've actually had a good week. We, we, we nailed the NBA yesterday. We, we had a good week so far on our picks. Let's try to give you three more when we get back after this commercial. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Thibodeau Regional, again acknowledged for delivering an outstanding patient experience by HealthGrades. While we may be the recipient of the award, our patients are the real winners because you can have confidence in the quality of care you'll receive. Thibodeau Regional Health System, proud to be among the top 10% of hospitals in the nation and the only hospital in Louisiana recognized by HealthGrades for providing an outstanding patient experience 14 years in a row. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. 
Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Welcome back to Play by Play here. Wrapping up today's show. We've got three betting picks for you all. We had a pretty good day yesterday. We're going to try to stay hot again for you all. You know, it's funny. Um, I go to games, you know, I'm walking around the store, uh, wherever it is that I am, to be honest with you, I have people, hey, what's your picks for today? Hey, who you got today? Who you like? It's amazing the number of people that are doing this in the state of Louisiana which is cool. I love it. I, I, you know, I was the biggest proponent of this stuff before it uh, got legalized, but it just kind of makes you a little bit frustrated. Is that like, you know, why weren't we doing this, you know, longer? Why were we kind of in the back of the line? And I get it. It takes time and I don't mean to get political, but anyway, it is just kind of entertaining. You know, I'm pushing the buggy in Walmart and yo, just glare who you like today in the, the Suns and the, the, the Pelicans. <laughs> Kind of putting me on the spot there, Chief, but I love it. I love it. If you guys see me and you want to pick or two, if I have it handy, I'll give you my honest thoughts. Here are three betting picks here that I like today. The first one I like, I told you a minute ago, you guys could have probably figured this out. I said it a minute ago. I think the Bucks are going to hammer the Bulls tonight. They're two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road despite Chris Middleton being out. I think Giannis is going to go wild. I think the Bulls are going to tense up. They're going to become inefficient offensively. Without Middleton, the Bucks should be very good defensively uh, because he's not a tremendous defender. Uh, they're going to play better team defense. Giannis is going to be a bigger piece of it. They should get some shot making from some of their role players. I think Milwaukee is going to hammer Chicago tonight, win by at least 8 to 10 points, give me the Bucks in a game where they're going to be kind of up against the wall, not expected to win. I think they're going to take care of business in a big way. Second pick of the day. I like over 216 tonight for the Suns and the Pelicans. We talked about this in the last segment of the show is that the Suns have two options. It's either play really, really slow or play one-dimensional offensive players and not be able to guard. I think that in this first effort to play without Devin Booker, they're going to play the Landry Shamets. They're going to play the Cameron Paynes. They're going to give those guys that could score the big minutes. And I think there's going to be a lot of offense in this game, especially early, that's going to carry this game over. We saw them play a full quarter without Booker in game two, and that quarter was 35-31. to 31. That's 66 points. That's a... Uh, large over 216 pace. I don't think it's going to be that type of 35-31 the whole game. 
but I could easily see it being a 112 to 108 type of game, and I think it's going to be over 216. The last one, then we're getting out of here. I like over seven and a half runs today between the Pirates and the Cubs. The wind is blowing in at Wrigley. Neither team is great offensively, so this is kind of a sucker's bet. But the problem is that I don't think either of these pitchers are any good today, despite having good starts to the season. Jose Quintana has a 3.86 ERA, so it looks like, hey, Quintana's rolling. His whip is 1.61. He's walked and allowed tons and tons of hits. He's scattered base runners. He's not pitching well coming in. And then Drew Smiley has gone nine and two-thirds. Hasn't allowed a run yet. Drew Smiley was not very good last year. He was not very good in the spring. So you got two pitchers who have started the year strong, but they're both kind of asking for it here. I think they're going to be some runs. Give me a five to four ball game today. Give me over seven and a half. Thanks to Damian St. Pierre for his time. Thanks to Coach Chandler Guitros for his time. Thanks to you all for listening. We've had a great week here at Play by Play. We will have the Sports Corner tomorrow from 10 to 12, and then we're back at it Monday. Y'all, we've got the start of the playoffs in high school. Like We may well have a playoff game on Monday to call. We're so excited about that. Uh, we have so much good baseball in our area. To everybody who's playing this weekend, please, please uh, take care of business. Ha- have all the best luck, and please be safe getting to and from. Uh, it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time, and we can't wait to share it with you all over the next several weeks. This is Casey Just wrapping up. Have a great weekend. God bless you and your families, and we'll see you Monday. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM.